This is Rad Dad Secrets, episode number 18, Safeguarding Your Children from the Internet. So the big question is this. How do regular dads, like us, who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. All right, everybody. I'm Eric. We've got Jefferson on the other side here, and we have a special guest, Sam, today. He is a network engineer, and we're super excited for this one because one of the biggest dangers, one of the things that we're seeing happening more and more is, is really the dangers that technologies present. Now, uh, let me preface that with technology is amazing. I mean, you guys are listening to this podcast over technology and it can be used for so, so much good, but in the hands of somebody who's not responsible and with the stuff that gets put out there, there's a lot of dangers and it can really suck kids, especially and ourselves into places where we don't even want to find ourselves that can damage our lives, damage our family lives, and that is by no means rad. So uh, we invited Sam on today to talk to us a little bit about some of the stuff that we can do to safeguard our homes, to protect our children, protect ourselves, and make sure that we're being the raddest dads possible. Um, so Sam, I mean, not what are you seeing and what, what is there that we can do? Hold on, before we get there, Right. We always like to ask the dads what their, oh, yes. what, you know, a favorite quote. Yes. So Sam, did you get a quote for us? Yeah, I did. So one guy I've been learning a lot about recently, it was shortly after he died was Stephen Hawking. And I just, he, he was a cool guy and he went through quite a bit to get where he was, but super smart. Anywho, one of my favorite things he said, and, and one, the one phrase that I like that, that has helped me in a few different situations. He said, However difficult life may seem, there's always something you can do and succeed at. While there's life, there's hope. I just, I just like that. You know, it gives you a, a positive outlook on, you know, you can always do something. You can always succeed at something in life, whether that's taking care of your home, taking care of your kids, your job. There's something you can do that you'll be successful at no matter what, as long as you've got life in you. And while there's life, there's hope. I love that. That's, uh, that. that's incredible. And there is always hope. And that's something you got to hang on to. Also, Sam, um, we kind of talked uh, yesterday as we were kind of going over an outline. You brought up kind of at the very end, kind of the, the goal for this. And uh, I, I just want you to, to, to give us a, a little bit about what, why, why are we doing this right now? Why are we doing this podcast? We're doing this because technology is cool, but it's also dangerous. Uh, as was mentioned earlier, in the in the wrong hands or with uh, irresponsibility, technology gets really dangerous really fast. The, the goal of this, and one reason why I wanted to contribute, was there are some really cool things that companies are doing with technology that allow you to put safeguards in place for your kids and for even ourselves as dads. I mean, if we're going to be the examples in our homes, we have to know what's up with the technology and we also have to take care of ourselves with it. So the whole, the whole premise for this was being able to find ways that we can use technology that are healthy and in ways that'll help us and our families. 
let's uh, let's just jump it right into this, Sam. What uh, what do you have prepared for us? All sorts of fun goodies for you. So what I'd like to do is dive into some of the the pieces of technology that we use at my house because like was mentioned earlier i work in it and so i i geek out over this stuff and and jefferson will vouch for me on that one just a little backstory (laughs) sam is my sam is my brother-in-law like he lives two minutes away from me and you know we we spend time together and and whenever you go over to his house it's like he can he can just tell some hey hey alexa turn down the lights in in room one alexa (laughs) turn up the music in the kitchen like he doesn't have to get off his his couch and he's he's got all these things hooked up like xbox (laughs) open that you know so anyway so that's a little little backstory between uh sam after this is over could you maybe come down here to california and set my house up for me yeah no problem no no problem at all yeah so as jefferson alluded to i like technology and i like to use it and i i firmly believe that we live in a day and age where technology should be used to our advantage um, we shouldn't take advantage of it, but um, we should use it to our advantage. So what I want to talk about are some of the things that that I'm doing in my house to protect myself as well as my children. As they get older, they start using more and more technology. They're, they're playing games. They've got tablets. There's music available on our, our speakers and stuff like that. So I just kind of want to go over some of the things that we use and how they are impacting our lives for the positive and what we're doing to keep my kids and myself safe from the dangerous things that are on the internet. First thing I want to start with are smart speakers. So if you come to my house, you will notice that I've got an Amazon Echo device almost in every room. I think on my main floor alone, uh, I have one in my living room, one in my kitchen, one in our bathroom, one in my bedroom, and one in our office. So main floor alone, I've got five. Um, (laughs) impressive and then uh, each of my kids rooms has one and my basement's got one so I've got eight of them floating around my house now this this is cool because I get a you know I can say you know play music everywhere and and I can have my kids rocking out to something awesome but we use it a lot more when they're all you know I've got my youngest in the basement and my other ones upstairs doing whatever and it's dinner time I can just tell it to announce that it's dinner time and everyone gets a notification wherever they're at in the house. Hey, it's dinner time without me having to go yell down the stairs, which is fantastic. Since we've got these echoes in my kids' rooms, there are some things we do on those to make sure they don't go exploring too far down the rabbit hole and get themselves into some trouble. The echoes specifically have a feature on them called kid mode. And I think they call it Amazon free time now. In essence, what it does is you can set these devices up so that they are catered to a kid and you assign them a profile based on whichever kid you have it assigned to. And that's based on an age group. And then within there, you can customize a couple other things. You have to enable specific skills so they can't go out and enable these these smart home skills or, or whatever they're called. You have to enable those for them. In terms of music, I have to determine which services they're allowed to use. So if they can use Pandora or my Amazon Music or my Spotify accounts, I have to tell it it can use those. But then on top of that, buried another level deep is you can put filters on that music so it'll automatically block explicit songs. So I don't have to worry about them turning on some dangerous rap stuff that 
Jefferson used to rock out to in high school. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he would do. He's, hey, hey, you know, maybe, hey. Maybe it's still going on. I don't know. <laughs> not, not so rad. <laughs> not rad. So that, those are kind of the, the cool things, just easy. It's not hard to set up. I mean, I think from just plug it into configuration, it's about 10 minutes. It doesn't take that much time to, to turn those features on. But on top of that, they can be scheduled to go into do not disturb mode. So at a specific time around bedtime every night, their echo devices that are in their rooms go to do not disturb. So they can't listen to music after bedtime. They can't tell it to do skills and and launch different things and play trivia games on their echoes. And so just every night it goes into this do not disturb mode, which is great, except on the off chance they're being loud and I want to talk to them through that smart speaker. I have to go turn that do not disturb off and it's kind of obnoxious, but worth in the long run. You you have Um, to get off the couch. No, 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 no. I just do it all through the app. I turn off do not disturb. Come on, man. Get off the couch. What is this? No. I use so my with, phone. <laughs> turn it off. With that as well, so like at bedtime, it, it's, if it's after that do not disturb time, can they still play like uh, white noise and stuff like that through the Echo? Only if I allow it to. So we, and that was, uh, we used that for a while when my youngest was uh, still trying to figure out his whole sleep routine. We'd have to either turn that on before do not disturb or we'd have to uh, do it through the app and turn off do not disturb and and then turn on white noise or whatever twinkle twinkle little star you wanted to listen to that night and one of the other cooler things the the echo devices do and that we use pretty regularly and this is um, uh, I highly recommend anyone if you're not using a pin on any of your devices, whether that's your iPhones or your tablets or anything else, put a pin on it. Not only protect if you lose your phone, for example, but you know my kids, they hear, hey, I want to buy something and you can purchase stuff on Amazon through, your, through the Echoes. You put a purchase pin on there, they can't go buy a bunch of music or some dollhouse they saw on TV or you know, there's stories all over the internet of, of people's kids ordering hundreds of dollars worth of stuff on their echoes if you put a purchase pin on there you you avoid that completely so that's put a pin on your devices (laughs) um one other cool thing that we do with the the echoes this is more of a convenience thing and as i alluded to at the beginning how to use technology to your advantage um and make it work for you a little more the echoes in particular they they do alarms and so our kids every morning when they need to get up for school we use their echoes as their alarm clock. They don't have to worry about having a clock that they can read or anything like that. Just at 7.15 or whatever, it alerts them time to wake up. And then they have these cool things called routines. And so you can tell the echo to do certain things at specific times of the day. So in the mornings, while my wife's getting ready and doing her thing, I'm usually already gone. And so every morning our echoes will announce in specific locations, you know, mainly the kitchen, you know, after there's been enough time for them to eat their breakfast, it'll announce, Hey, you guys should be done with breakfast. Now go brush your teeth, get your school stuff ready or whatever the case is. And so it's just a cool way for, for them to stay on task without us having to yell at them. And if, if one of us is busy doing something with one of the other kids or the other one's freaking out about my hair doesn't look right, or I can't find my shoe or whatever it is, uh, something else is helping us keep them on task and get them out the door on time. Now, can you make the echo yell at your kids if you want to, or count, count to three, like I'm the, the count of three. 
I assume you probably could. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you should, but, so, but you probably could. For for us us dads who are a little more technologically inept, like you're the yin, I'm the yang. Like I'm the sure. opposite of where sure. you're at with all this. The mm-hmm. Echo is that associated with Google, and Alexa is with. So the echoes Amazon are the or? the echoes are the Alexas associated with Amazon. The Googles are called Google Home. Okay. Um, and they have a similar set of skills and things that they do. Okay. They also okay. have a parental mode. Um, they have purchase pins. Uh, they do a lot of the same stuff just through Google's ecosystem instead of Amazon's. Gotcha. Because yeah, I've seen these things like in the stores. I honestly, I don't have one in my home, but I know they're. I'm going to send you trendy, one. So yeah, they, please. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I'm just I'm learning some of the useful things that there could be. So. Anyway, that's... yeah, the and one skill we found uh, the different things companies will develop these skills, and so you can you can play Jeopardy with them. There's like a choose your own adventure thing that you can play with them. Um, there's some really cool things you can do just to kind of engage and get news flashes and, and stuff like that from. But uh, one cool thing we found a little while ago, like my youngest likes to have a light in his room like all the time. Like if he doesn't see any light, he freaks out. And so there was a uh, a skill that you could enable on the, on the echoes where it's little ring that lights up. Uh, you could turn that on and it would stay on all night and act kind of as a nightlight. It's pretty cool. cool. Way cool. One device doing a lot of cool things. <laughs> so that's the uh, smart speakers and those are getting more prevalent. I mean, those things come in every shape and size and any price range you can imagine. So they're, they're easier to purchase now than they have been uh, recently. And they're awesome but you do have to be a little bit careful with them. And that's why we do the kid modes and the do not disturbs and the purchase pins and the blocking of explicit content, things like that. If you're going to use them, use them correctly. Cool. And that goes kind of segueing into the next one. If you've got smart TVs that have like Roku's or uh, the, the fire sticks, which is Amazon's Roku competitor. If you have any of that stuff, even your Netflix account, Make sure you've got purchase pins on there. We have a pin for mature content on all of those as well. So the kids can't just go flip on rated R movies at, you know, seven o'clock in the evening whenever they want. Uh, it's asked for a specific pin that only me and my wife know. That's kind of the, the same vein with those smart devices. Uh, you want to make sure you're, you're putting the right safeguards in place up front. Gotcha. That reminds me, we do have a smart TV and I, Definitely need to go set up the uh, safety features on those yeah. for my kids. Because it's, yeah, it's got the YouTube, it's got the Hulu, it's got the Netflix, it's got everything you can imagine. And I mean, I flip through that stuff and I'm going, holy crud, like I should, <laughs> what is this? I should, nobody should see this stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> now everyone, for the most part, carries around some form of smartphone, whether that's an yes. iPhone or an Android device. Good, I'm actually um, looking forward to And your kids to very one. well might have cell phones or they might have a tablet or something that they play on consistently, a Nintendo Switch, Xbox, you name it. Um, kids have a little bit of everything these days. Yeah, There are features on every single one of those devices, whether that's an Xbox, a Switch, your iPhone, your Android phone, any tablet. They all have some form of not only passcodes, but some sort of parental controls as well. The ones we use mostly, uh, we're, we're kind of an iPhone device family. and. We don't use Mac computers, but all we we both have iPhones and we've got iPads floating around and the kids use one or the other. 
Apple's released somewhat recently uh, a cool feature set called Screen Time, and it allows you to have a little more control over what's what your devices can do. I actually use Screen Time on myself. Um, you can set it up to turn on at a specific time every day and tell it which apps are always available. So like my phone app and my messaging apps. And that's really about all I leave enabled. And the rest, it blanks them out so they don't even notify me. And that allows me to focus on my family when I get home from work. So my phone's not a distraction. I can just leave it alone. It doesn't alert me unless someone's calling me or sends me a text message, which is kind of cool. But on the kids' devices, you can kind of do the same thing and set limits where they can have, you know, 15 minutes of YouTube or whatever. And after 15 minutes, they have to actually click request more time and it sends a notification to my wife and I, and we have to either approve it or deny it, which is what we do most of the time. (laughs) Um, But there's a lot of cool things along, along that same route where you can tell them when are the the safe times to use your devices. You have to do it in the evening after homework and you can say from four o'clock to five o'clock, you're allowed to use it, but you can only use these apps. It was really cool. Uh, we were at Disneyland uh, about a month ago, and we're sitting in line. I, I, don't, I can't remember what, what line it was, but these guys get a notification on their phone like, oh, they're requesting more screen time. Uh, you know, <laughs> grandma was, you know, letting them have, have screen time. But uh, yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like, oh, wow, they, they set a limit on the amount of screen time, and they can control it from Disneyland. You know, they have to push accept or decline from, you know, hundreds of miles away. Yeah, this is great. And you said you can do that on the Xbox as well? That's- so on the Xbox, they've got uh, different, I don't know if they've got quite the, the granular screen time limits like, uh, like I was just explaining. They do okay. have the parental controls, obviously. And, you know, you have to use, you can set up pins to buy stuff or to even launch specific games, things like that. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't necessarily know if they have a, a screen time limit on that one. Um, there are ways around that, and and there's something else I'll, I'll get to here in a little bit of of how you can kind of control other devices with another device, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one device to rule them all. That's exactly right. It's one device to, it, and it really is. <laughs> you kind of you kind of get to that point where you have a, a app and a device that kind of manages your entire internet online world in your house which is awesome. <laughs> Makes life easier. Yeah. Cause my kids will get on the, the Xbox and we, we tell them, okay, you got a half hour limit, set the timer and they'll set the timer. But the thing is my wife and I are off doing something else. And then next thing we know, by. <laughs> oh, 30 minutes, like an hour and a half or two hours goes by and we yeah. were thinking they're done. We go in there and they're still vegged out Just, staring yep. at the green. And I'm like glazed no, over and <laughs> outside, get some sun, Stop it. fresh air, yeah. please. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to talk to Xbox about getting that screen time limit then. Yeah, there's there's probably something in there. I haven't looked in a while. Once once you train them well enough, I suppose maybe it goes away. Um, they're pretty good about putting it down when we tell them to. And we also we use our Echoes, our smart speakers, as the timer as well. So, <laughs> no, there you go. Keeps there it super go. simple. So. One cool device that's out there, and I feel like everyone, it's, it's going to be a shameless plug for a, a Disney device. Maybe they're listening, and we'll send us all cool stuff. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> fingers crossed, guys. Um, they have a device called Disney Circle. Now, this device they built specifically to help families be safe on the Internet. So there are a couple 
versions of this device out there. You can go buy the device by itself. It's a little, I think the most recent one's a little white cube, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not a circle. It's not a circle. They call it Disney Circle, <laughs> but it's not a circle. All right, all right. That's a good point. I the know. Circle inside the cube. Circle inside the cube. That's within another cube. So this device you actually plug in to your internet, and it kind of is a intermediary device between the outside internet and your devices. And within this device, there's a, a an app that you use on your phone to pair it to that. And then you set up these profiles and then you can assign specific devices to those profiles. And within those profiles are settings that control what that device can or can't do. So we have, you know, each of my kids has their own profile in there. My wife has a profile. I have a profile. And then we created one for our home devices. So like on the kids profiles, they're tailored to their age groups. So my oldest is nine. And so his is like an eight to 10. My middle child is seven. So hers is six to eight. And then my youngest is coming up on four. And so his is younger stuff. But within those profiles, you can say, I don't want you to be able to use the app stores. I don't want you to be able to use YouTube. I don't want you to get business stuff or weird news sites. And so it uses these filters as the kids launch something on a tablet or a phone and it says hey that's youtube your filter based on your device says you can't use that so i'm not even gonna let you get there or that's the app store i don't want you going in there and buying a bunch of random apps and finding who knows what so it just blocks it all together on top of that you can buy they they actually sell a yearly license that you can get some premium features um, and that allows you to view history so if you've got older kids that are using cell phones, um, chatting with their friends and, and doing whatever those aged kids do these days. I don't even know what they're doing these days, but stuff that I can't even keep up with. This Disney Circle device allows you to see their browsing history. You can set other time limits straight through that device. Through that um, app, you can actually turn the internet off on specific devices. So, for example, on your Xbox, you could just flip the internet off and they can't do anything like play Fortnite for three hours like my kids do. Yeah. That's Wi-Fi. We're talking about the phone. So their phone's hooked up to the Wi-Fi and that'll yeah. cut off the Wi-Fi, but yep. not the LTE or anything. Not the LTE That's, necessarily, but right. if you, you can install some of these other, I think they have a companion app that you can install and it allows you to actually track it even when they're off your Wi-Fi. Okay. Nice. Which is good to know. Kind of nice to have um, if they're at school and whatnot. And it allows you to, you can set limits even, uh, for when they're at school and say, hey, you can't do anything while you're at school except make phone calls. That's all you can do. No texting, no YouTubes, none of that stuff. While well, you're at school between eight and three or whatever, the only thing allowed on that device is phone calls. There's some other cool things in there you can do um, in terms of, 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 you know, you can set up bedtime mode. So after nine o'clock when the kids are supposed to go to bed or whatever, it shuts off all internet on that phone. So it just becomes a clock basically. It's a pretty cool thing, um, and I highly recommend them. They do a lot of neat stuff. Back to your Xbox question, one thing you could do, uh, if you download the Xbox app on your phone, you can actually shut the Xbox off from your phone. Get so. out of town. Are you serious? Yeah, I do it all <laughs> done the time. and done. Yeah, it's so fun. Like It's, <laughs> it's a little bit obnoxious because I kind of <laughs> like watching my kids suffer. Right, <laughs> So they'll be playing their game, and I'm just like, get off. It's time to turn it off, and they're not listening. So I just pull up the app and click. Xbox shuts off <laughs> and he just like freaks out. Oh dude. It's like, I'm in the middle of my game. And I was like, dude, I don't care. I told you to turn it off. Go outside. 
Maybe like WWF. Yeah, it gets, it gets a little bit uh, heated every now and then. But about to be cool. some domestics up in there. <laughs> it's pretty cool though. I enjoy it. Not not so much the pain that it causes, but I like being able to control it without having to force them to. Uh, I can teach them slowly that this is going to happen one way or the other. So right. you can either make the right choice and do it, and we can all just be happy about it. You can either I save your progress or right. let me turn it off and lose. <laughs> let me turn it off. That, and that, that would be the issue in my house. I didn't yeah. save my progress, Dad. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I warned you. <laughs> you have been warned. You've been warned. Cool. Um, and not, not to go back too far, but uh, this is just for my own and hopefully some other dads out there are thinking the same thing, but the, the screen time on your iPhone, that's how you yeah. control like all your, you can, you link it up to your children's iPhone. See, I, I haven't allowed any of my kids to get an iPhone or a smartphone yet. Um, but right. the day, you know, my son's going to be in ninth grade and I know the day is soon approaching oh yeah your, your days um, are limited sir <laughs> right and so when it does happen it's screen time is what i can control his phone through yeah so okay. what you'll do is you um you'll you'll have to create an account an apple account for that device so i've got one for you know it's an apple id for we have a, an ipad that my kids use to watch videos and play a couple educational type games they have this math thing from their school that's on right. there um so i created a, an apple account for one of the kids i don't even know, remember what it's called it's got a user and a password saved somewhere on a piece of paper i'm sure but you tie it to that and then you make it part of your family basically within the apple settings and you set up a profile on there from then on and you can tell it you know these are the apps that are allowed these are limits you can have if you want to request more, I have to approve everything. If they want to download an app, if I've allowed the app store, they can click purchase or whatever. And it actually sends the request to me. And then I either have to approve it or deny it. If I approve it, it just automatically starts downloading on their device. If I deny it, nothing happens. And so I control all of that from my own account on my own device without having to do anything really on okay. their side. Okay, fair enough. That's cool. That's cool. And I've got to assume that Samsung and other brands have yep. something similar to yep. that where you can you can control that. Yeah, all the all the Androids, they've got something like that. They're all realizing that internet's out there and people want some way to safeguard their kids. So instead of having to rely on some random third party app that may or may not work, um, they've just started baking it into their own systems. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the gist of what we're using. There's another, I mean, you can do on your phones. Uh, I recommend an app called life 360. It's uh, like a find my friends kind of GPS tracking app. It's free. The, the base version is free and you, you, everyone creates an account and they sign in and you link up and it shows you locations of where everyone's at. Um, you set up where school is, where work is, where home is, and you can get notifications when people arrive at specific places. So if you're expecting your kid to show up at school between eight and eight thirty, and you don't get that notification, you can pull up that app, see where they're at. It's just kind of a good way to keep tabs just in case something happens without having to really be overbearing. 
it's it's pretty easy to use. So I, I really recommend right. that one. We use it, me and my wife. That's how we keep tabs on each other. If one of us gets in a car accident or something or whatever the case is, we know exactly where we're at. Yeah, my wife and I do the same thing, but it backfires every once in a while. Like her birthday yeah. is coming up and, <laughs> and she texts me. She's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, yep. wait, no, you can't, you can't. Turn that off. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, it does backfire every now and then. You have to be a little cautious. But You said you were part, at work. <laughs> Why are you at the golf course? Why are you golfing? That's that's the one I hear most of the time. <laughs> that, that would be the one that I hear. <laughs> Anywho, that, that's kind of the gist of it. There are lots of ways to do it. That's what's working for, for us and our family. And, and so far, I feel like it's doing a pretty good job. In the end, though, I think the, the overarching message to this is, is you have to be open with your kids. Um, they have to know about what's out there on the internet. You can't keep them shielded from everything. They go to school, they see stuff on TV. You can't shield them like you could, you know, years back where you weren't as connected to stuff. And so they have to be aware and hopefully they're learning some of that stuff at school as well because they're starting to implement more of those types of classes within school itself. But at home, they should know what are some of the dangers of the internet, whether that's pornography, explicit lyrics, you name it. They should know what your expectations are of them. You should be able to set clear boundaries on, I, I know what kind of person you are trying to become and who I want you to be. And these are the expectations I have of you. And hopefully by doing that, your kids get comfortable enough where they're able to talk to you about those things. They see something weird or uncomfortable or they accidentally click on something. And they say, hey, I just I want to talk to you about this because that's I don't want to see that. How can we fix that down the road so I don't see those? So hopefully that's just overarching your kids need to be able to come to you and you should be able to talk to your kids about that openly, kind of have an open door policy around technology and its use within your house. Well, I think we we had the sex education therapist, uh, Mark Bell on our podcast Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of podcasts ago. And he was talking about the more, the more information you give your kids, the less likely they are to go out and search for that because that need has already been filled. And so I think that kind of the same thing here is, you know, the more, the more that they know, the less that they're going to be curious and go out and, and try to find it themselves. And find it from some unreputable source, right? The, they'll find it in the dark places of the internet um, instead of the healthy places like your home. Or even, I mean, there, there are lots of websites out there even that are safe websites to learn about the dangers of the internet. And so instead of doing it the, the right way, they'll go exploring and it doesn't take long. We've all been on those YouTube holes, right? You click on one video and you get down another video and all of a sudden you're watching sharks eating whales and who knows what happens. It doesn't take long <laughs> for kids to get down that rabbit hole either is what I'm trying to get at. So you got to have, they, they have to know what's out there and the more they know, the more protected they're going to end up being because they know that I don't want to go after that stuff. I already know about it. I'm not interested. Well, that, that looks like a good spot. I mean, overarching, definitely keep the conversation open, communicate protect your children, but make sure they're aware of what's there. Um, I, I learned a ton about echoes and ways we can control the phone. And I'm telling you, I'm downloading the Xbox app as soon as we're done here. Yes, sir. I'm getting that on my phone. <laughs> that was uh, the, the best thing I took from this. Uh, but no, a ton of golden nuggets that we can take. And I, I think we can even end on that note with what you just shared with us. And you guys remember we are rad by choice and not by chance. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets Podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. 
Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are Rad Dads by choice, not by chance.